Today, we're going to discover the perfect formula for success. We've been talking about this guy, David, and his story. And we've really been focused on this piece of his story where he goes and he fights this giant named Goliath. And we know from past weeks that David was the youngest of multiple brothers, that he was anointed to be the next king of Israel. And when he was anointed by this prophet Samuel, David returned back to his father's field and he kept tending to his father's flock. Now in that field, David learned some key things. He took his gifts and he developed skill. He became skillful at his weaponry, he, it says that he killed a lion, he killed a bear. But also in the story of David's life, it's where he began to learn how to play music. He was an accomplished musician. And he learns how to keep his, his, uh, his mind and his heart leaned toward the heart of God. He, he really got to know the Lord in the midst of this time in the field. David operates with godly discernment in the story, in this battle with this giant Goliath. And ultimately, he defeats him. And what happens is, is that Saul requests David's company. He says, hey, I, I, would you go get him? I want to I I meet him. And Saul ends up giving David more things to do. And, it, and what we're going to read right now is the result of all of this backstory, David now standing, Saul's giving him more things to do. Listen to what happens. First Samuel 18.5, it says that whatever, and that word whatever means everything, <laughs> literally, it means everything. So everything, whatever, everything Saul asked David to do. Can you turn to somebody and you could say whatever? <laughs> Like that used to be my go-to response, whatever. But this means everything. So can you turn to somebody and can you adjust your attitude a little bit and can you tell them everything? Okay. Everything Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. Hold on a second here. I want, I, I want, I want this to rest on our hearts for a second and allow yourself to be mind-blown if you really take this at its word. Everything, whatever Saul asked David to do, David did it successfully. This word successfully means to prosper or to have success. Now, I, 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 I want to I tell you this word prosper, it's not monetary. It means favorable outcome. We think prosper and we think, oh, I'm going to have loads of money in my bank. Listen. Money does not actually dictate your character, your happiness, your joy. This last couple of weeks in the stock market, I'm telling you what. Whether my money's in the stock market or in crypto, digital assets, I'm telling you, I took a beating. Thank you, Jesus, that my, my peace is not attached to Ethereum or Solana or the price of the NFT that I bought. Are you with me? Some of you are like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Come on, it's 2022. 
David was successful, he was prosperous. But that just means favorable outcome. It is possible in your life and in my life to experience favorable outcome that doesn't look like success to society. It is possible for you to have a a favorable outcome in life where you walk with a peace and a joy and an understanding in your life that surpasses the understanding of your neighbor. Are you you with me? This is David. That whatever he did, David did it successfully. Now listen to what happens. So Saul made him a commander over the men of war. An appointment that was welcomed by the people and Saul's officers alike. Hmm. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy and tambourines with cymbals. And this is what they sang. Saul has killed his thousands and David has killed his ten thousands. David exercised an ability to wisely do what was appropriate in response to what he had discerned. Follow me for a second. David is being celebrated. He received a promotion that whatever he does, he does it successfully. But David had exercised an ability to wisely do what was an, in response. It was an appropriate response to what he had discerned that led to tremendous success. From my experience, the most common obstacle, the most common, stopping you and I from experiencing this type of success, this type of favorable outcome following godly discernment, is we're operating with a flawed formula. We're operating with a broken equation. So I'm gonna talk about three components today to the perfect formula for success. The perfect formula for success is intentional. It's incremental. And it's messy. Number one, the perfect formula for success is intentional. I love this. It says, whatever Saul asked David to do, there was an ask to do something. What does it say? David what? Did it successfully. He did it. This word successfully is to act wisely in order to prosper. There's an action to it. I love that David, he was given something and he did it. That he experienced favorable outcome because he what? He did it. He experienced favorable outcome because he did favorable work. David doing what he was given was intentional. I can give you the pieces of the equation, but if you don't intentionally do what you've been given, it will not equal the result it was meant to equal. 
I love that David was intentional. How did David do this? Successfully. So this is what this means. With wise action that was prosperous, that resulted in favorable outcome. Let me tell you, David's success came from intentional, wise, appropriate action. Saul gave him something to do. He did not shake a magic eight ball, ask for God to tell him what he should do instead, and then go against what the king told him to do. He was given something to do, and what did David do? He did it. How many of us in our flawed equation, our flawed formula of success, we're just missing the component of being intentional and actually doing it? I won't experience favorable outcomes in my life if I don't take favorable actions. No wishing. No praying it into existence. That perhaps today we need to find success as defined like this. It is built by taking intentional, wise, appropriate actions following godly discernment, resulting in favorable outcomes. When we get focused on the favorable outcome and we miss doing the favorable work. Wise action is intentional action. So let me, let me show you the, the juxtaposition between discernment and wisdom. Discernment determines what to do. You're going to examine to figure out what to do. Discernment determines what to do, and wisdom is the intentional, appropriate action of doing what has been determined. Let me say it another way. Wisdom gets done what discernment determines. Wisdom in your life and my life, wisdom in David's life got done what discernment had determined. Intentional, appropriate actions are the difference between good intentions and great results. I'm going to say that again. Because I think what David proved is there were lots of people that had good intentions that he was surrounded by. But they did not experience the same great results. Why? Because they were not intentional to do the favorable things that were necessary to receive favorable outcomes. Good intentions do nothing. So I'm going to read this again. Are you with me? Am I preaching this morning already? All right. (laughs) Intentional appropriate actions are the difference between good intentions and great results. Fill your schedule and your life intentionally. Do you know why? Because if not, it's going to get filled for you. Tell your money where to go intentionally. Do you know why? Because money is called currency. The word current means it moves. 
It's not static. And I'm going to tell you something. This is what I've learned. If you don't tell your money what to do and where to go, it's going to go somewhere. There are plenty of people who will be more than willing to take your $5 a day for your latte that over 30 years compounded equal over $50,000. The next time you stop to get a latte and you're complaining that you don't have money, think about what you could be doing with $50,000 in 20 to 30 years. Are you, are you with me? Uh, all right. Okay. Success requires being intentional because you will drift toward what's comfortable. You and I, the default mechanism in humanity is to drift toward comfort. I'm a carb kid. You know what that means? I just want to eat bread all day long. I love bread, I, I, like, like right now I'm thinking about it. If you, carbs with a little bit of fat, if you put some butter, right, some of that Irish butter that's got a little bit of salt in it on some, I mean, I could eat, I could eat loaves of it. That's my comfort, they call that comfort food. That's my default. I have to be intentional and wise about my actions because if I don't tell my nutrition, what to do for me, it's going to make me fat. And we're walking around in life and we want the lean, good life in a lot of areas of our life and we can't get out of the... David, David's brothers, Saul, the whole rest of the army of Israel all had good intentions to defeat Goliath. But only one of them was intentional, and that was David. Perfect formula for success requires intentional, appropriate action. Number two, a perfect formula for success is incremental. David did not go straight from his father's field to the battlefield. David was tending his father's flock. Samuel came, anointed him. He went back to the field. His father summoned him. Go take your brother some food. He took his brother some food. He stood there. He saw the giant come out. He examines the situation. He analyzes it and he goes, this isn't right. This loudmouth giant keeps defying the army of Israel, God's army, and my God. So I'm discerning the appropriate action. The wise action is that I need to inquire deeper. So he inquires deeper. He steps further. Another incremental step in his success. He finds himself finally at the point that he's in front of the king. And this is what happens is then Saul gave David his own armor, a bronze helmet and a coat of mail. David put it on, strapped the sword over it. He has a sword. He has King Saul's sword. Wouldn't you want to go into battle with a sword? We know the story. If you haven't heard it, he, he, he decides to go into battle with a little slingshot and some little rocks. Straps a sword over it. He took a step or two he's, to see what it was like. What was he doing? He was discerning. Wow, this is awkward. He had never worn such things before. And what does he say? I can't go in these. I'm not used to them, so he took them off. David discerns, I can't go in these. So he makes the intentional choice, the incremental choice to take them off. He then goes and he picks up five smooth stones out of the riverbed. 
he discerns that I need something to go into battle with. So he takes the incremental small step of bending down and picking up one, two, three. See, it gets aggravating, doesn't it? You're like, hurry up. Four. Can I tell you that these are the steps of success? Five. Small, incremental, wise action by David. Goliath moves toward him. David advances toward him. Releases his slingshot. Buries a rock in his forehead. Goliath falls. David had no sword. What had he done with it? He left it with Saul. So what does he do? Small, incremental, wise action. He picks up his enemy's sword. Small, incremental, wise action. There was a series of successful, small, incremental steps. Wise actions that compounded over time to result in David seeing victory and a favorable outcome. This is important for us to understand. That small, incremental, wise actions compound. It's not a mathematical addition equation. It's not one plus one is two. It's, it's a multiplication. It's a compounding interest effect in you and I's life when we make a habit of these small, incremental, wise actions. Why am I not successful? I'm going to tell you. Because you think success is the celebration and success is the iteration. It's I'm going to take the small step today. When the victorious Israelite army, this is what it says in 1 Samuel 18, 6. I just read this. When the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine, women from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. And then what did they say? This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. David only heard the celebration of conquering ten thousand because he first conquered one. Success doesn't go from the start line to the finish line. Success happens one foot in front of another with a compounding effect on the habits that you and I take in those incremental steps. It's not fast, so it can be frustrating. This works against us in our society, by the way. Because everything is fast. We want everything quick. 
and it's killing us, and I'm telling you that your success in the single victories along the way are what bring the celebration. The perfect formula for success requires small incremental wise actions. And last, perfect formula for success is messy. I, lo- I love this. <laughs> I think success is often thought of as arriving at a favorable outcome from doing perfect things in perfect time, perfectly. In fact, I will tell you that I think one of the things happening in society right now is that so many of us are fearful of making the wrong choice and taking the wrong step. People are screaming at us to do the right thing, but we're afraid to do what we're discerning because we live in a culture that cancels you if you actually step out. I think a lot of you are feeling stuck right now and a little jammed up because you feel like you know what you need to do, but there's something in you. Like, I, 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 if, if, I don't, if I don't make this, if I don't step perfectly, there, there's a big, giant hand slap to the head. Right? So we don't invest in being intentional and we don't invest in being incremental because we're afraid we're actually trying to project every step along the way and what it looks like at the end am i come on can am i are you with me i call this perfection paralysis you're paralyzed You are not walking in the fullness of who you are and who God has created you to be. And you're not walking in the fullness of your faith because you're caught up and you're paralyzed in this. And I'm not laying that on you. I'm just saying that that's that's the reality for us in humanity right now. And I I want you to know the truth is success is much more messy then it is perfect. There is no such thing, if you haven't figured this out by now, there is no such thing as the perfect formula for success. There isn't. Success is not linear. In fact, I will tell you, it's much more of a messy faith masterpiece. This is what David showed us that David had messy faith. This kid was just willing to go after it. He was willing to take action with faith in God rather than remain on the sideline full of fear. And maybe this morning you are growing tired or you've already grown tired of being on the sideline of life in a lot of ways. 
you're afraid to get it wrong, and what I'm saying to you is, is that there has to be a willingness for you and I in this formula for success to make a mess with faith. It's better for us to move in faith that gets messy than to stand in fear and never move at all. David, he's spending some time with Saul just prior to Saul giving him his armor. David is spending time with the king. And this is the dialogue. Uh, He says to Saul, I'll go fight the giant. I'm willing to implement faith in my success story, King Saul. And this is what happens when you step out in faith. Listen to what Saul says, and this is important. I think the enemy will use kingly authority in your life, people that maybe you even respect to say something to you to try to thwart your stepping out in faith to keep you stuck on the sideline in fear. And I want you to pay attention to something. If the voices that are speaking to you that way are equally stuck on the sideline of fear, don't listen to them. This is important. Listen listen to what Saul says to him. David says, I'll go fight the, the giant, right? He goes, don't be ridiculous. For a lot of us, done. We like, we're like, I'll go fight, and we start to take a step, and he's like, don't be ridiculous, and you're like, yeah, yeah, I was just joking. I was just, I was seeing what you had to say. There's no way you can fight this Philistine and possibly win. Do you feel this way today? What are you fighting today that you feel like you can't beat? You're only a boy, and he's been a man of war since his youth. But David persisted. I've been taking care of my father's sheep and goats, he said. When a lion or a bear comes to steal a lamb from the flock, I go after it with a club and I rescue the lamb from its mouth. If the animal turns on me, I catch it by the jaw and I club it to death. I love David. He's like, problem gets to me. I'm not like, oh, I wonder what I should do. Oh, my goodness gracious. He's like, he grabs a hold of the problem, and what does he do? He beats it into submission. He goes, I've done this to both lions and bears, and I'll do it to this pagan Philistine too. He has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who rescued me from the claws of the lion and the bear will rescue me from the Philistine. (laughs) Saul finally consents. All right, go ahead, he said, and may the Lord be with you. (laughs) It's David standing there, and he's like, God, will you partner 
with my faith in you and cause everything to work together for my good like you've done before because you did it once, you'll do it again. It, 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 it wasn't... It wasn't just like an anomaly that God delivered. God is like a deliverer. It's one of his names. Romans 8, 28. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God. (laughs) And are called according to his purposes for them. God can work in accordance with faith. But he cannot work in accordance with fear, family. Listen, we got to know this. God can work with your faith. God can work with just a little bit of faith, but you could have a ton of fear. He can't, it's not about quantity. He can't work with a ton of fear. It's against his nature. There's no fear in him. His love, it says, perfect love drives out fear. There's fear stopping us from stepping into success, favorable outcomes. God wants to work in the messiness of your faith. What does David do? David starts the job by declining the armor and, and check this out, the sword that he would need to kill the giant. You know what armchair quarterbacks, you know what they say? They would be watching the fight and they'd see Goliath on the ground and they'd go, see, he made a mistake. He should have taught, he should have taken the sword. David's like, no, 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 no. Nope. Ain't gonna happen. The story, so many people make this about the sling and the rocks. This story is not about the sling. It's about the faith that David had in God to use whatever he could bring and provide whatever he needed, whatever he lacked in order to come to a favorable outcome. David was just willing to get into messy faith. Like, he's like, I, 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 don't, I don't have no idea what I'm doing. And we want to, like, study it and get a degree in it and then get a master's in it and then get a Ph.D. in it. And then we want to pull all of our friends and then we want to ask all of our friends that, by the way, are stuck on the sideline, too. And we get full of all this information, but we never step into faith that becomes transformative. I love messy faith. I will tell you something. Our church, I, want, I, I don't expect failure, but I'm going to embrace failure because failure is the key to success because it shows that I'm willing to walk with messy faith. I'm willing to get to the point where I'm like, oh, shoot, um, I think I need a sword. I totally blew it. I should have brought the king's sword. And God's like, look to your left. Look to my Oh, My enemy's sword. He's delivered my enemy into my hands, and he's also given me the weaponry needed to finish the job. Why don't you stand with me this morning? I feel like this morning, there's just, real quickly, I want to, I just want to release this. I feel, I feel like this morning some of you just need an encouragement to move. And you, and you need permission to know this. It doesn't have to look perfect. 
You're like, I don't have all the pieces. Great. That just means that you're going to have messy faith. It's, it, 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 it's intentional. You have, to, you have to do it. It's incremental. Success is in the small steps. And it compounds over time. And it's rooted in and it's found in this messy masterpiece of faith that David walked in. That ultimately, people celebrated him. But it had nothing to do with the celebration at all. And this morning, if you're hearing this message, I want you to know something that the most significant, intentional, wise step that you can take, most important incremental step you can take in faith is to place your faith in the hands of Jesus Christ. David put all his faith in God. Hey God, do you remember back in the field? The bear and the lion? That's nothing compared to what you're going to do with my messy faith over here. He didn't worry about getting it perfect. He just was willing to move. If that's you this morning, you're like, man, I just, I want the courage. I just want to be able to move. Would you do me a favor? Would you raise your hand? I just want to pray for you right where you're at. Amen. Just go ahead. Raise your hand. Lots of hands. Hey, if you're on an online campus, raise your little digital hands. We have a whole team that wants to pray with you and wants to spend time with you. Listen, this is all I want to do. If that's you, if you're raising your hand right now, would you open your hands up like this, like you're going to receive something? I'm just going to pretend like I'm giving you something. Pretend that right now what's happening is, is you're being given the courage to be intentional, to move incrementally, and give yourself permission, for goodness sake, to have messy faith. God, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every person that has their hands open, that every person that has their heart open, Lord, that I would break by the authority of your name the spirit of perfectionism. That we would be uh, literally inspired, that in our spirit we would be given courage to move in such a powerful faith that's really found in just the messy masterpiece of it. That we're okay with knowing that we're not going to get it right all the time. That there's, It's not linear, it's not perfect, but we're going to do this. We're going to be intentional. God, we're going to discern. And when you say do it, like David, we're going to do it. We're going to do it successfully with wise action. We're going to be intentional. We're going to be incremental. And we're going to have messy faith. If you need prayer this morning for something specific, there are families right now. Um, there are people. It, I'm going to speak to the people in the room. This applies also if you're on an online campus. Um, look, there are people in the room right now that are here that are going through tremendous trauma and struggle. Um, there's some stuff going on in families. And um, I don't know. I don't know that because someone told me that. I'm trying to discern right now and I want to be intentional and take a step that's incremental and be willing to get it wrong and be messy 
I'm doing what I just preached. So I think there are people in the room that right now, the Spirit of the Lord, you came here desperate for something to happen, for something to change whatever's going on in your family, your relationships, your life. Some of you are struggling right now in your workplaces. You're, you're really troubled by decisions and things that are going on, and you're struggling. You don't know what to do, and I want you to, like, like you're, 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 like, can't sleep because you want to make the right choice. You don't want to make the wrong choice. And God's saying, there's no right and wrong choice. There's only a wrong choice if whatever you do, do it in faith. God tells us that whatever we do, do in faith, anything else is a sin, so if, you, if you're moving in fear, God can't work with that. Allow it to be messy. If you need prayer, if this pertains to you, if this makes sense for you, do me a favor. Don't leave here without getting prayer. Don't jump off our online campus without getting prayer. Come forward. We have a team. This is normal for us. We want to spend time with you. Come forward for prayer. God, I bless everyone. Bless our messy faith. We would be intentional, incremental, and we would walk with messy faith. In Jesus' powerful name, everyone said amen and amen.